Blog Talk Radio.
Church. God bless all of you. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I'm so happy that each of you were able to join us in the name of Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful day. It's a great day in the kingdom of God, and we want to thank the Lord that he brought us through this day, no matter what we have encountered all day long. Personally, I had a highly unusual day, and it began just after 7 this morning. That's right. I had a highly unusual day. It was a day I could not have predicted, but I want to tell you that the Lord brought me through it. Amen. The Lord brought me through this day. I want to thank him and give him praise for such. Because God is good to us, saints, all the time. God is good to us all of the time. And I pray that no matter what your day or your week has been like, that you kept praising the Lord and depending on him all the way through the day and this week. Amen? That's how you go through a day, with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, not just in your emotions and in your thoughts, but with the Lord. Amen? That's how you have victory in every day. First of all, you have to decide that you want the victory. You have to decide that you want the victory. You have to decide that since Jesus has provided the victory for you, that you're going to have it, and you will not be denied. At some point, you have to decide that for yourself. It's your choice. You have to decide, nothing's going to defeat me today. Jesus is with me. The Father is with me. The angels, the Holy Spirit is with me. The Word is in me. And I'm going to have victory today. Amen? No matter how it looks, no matter what, what anybody says or doesn't say to me, no matter what scripture I forgot when I should have remembered it, I'm going to have victory today. Amen? So once my unusual and unpredictable day started, I got into the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room and I put a quick prayer in because I was not uh, prepared so to speak, yes, spiritually, but at 7 in the morning, I was still asleep, and there was people ringing on my doorbell and knocking on my door. Yes, I had to jump out of bed, put something on, and go to the front door. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> there are days like that. No, because I'm a pastor, I don't have Perfect days is people call perfect days. I have days as they come. That's right, just like you. I have days as they come. 
Whatever served up on the platter of that day, well, here it is. Amen. And it's not always predictable what's going to be on the platter. And today turned out to be one of those days. It could have gone wrong, but it didn't. It went right. Because I chose to walk in the peace of God. I was determined to stay at peace. It was unsettling at first. I was uh, not quite ready for it, but I had determined once I'd answered the door that I was I was not in control of the day. God would have to be in control of my day, and I was just going to have to be at peace with how he handled it. So here we are. Don't we all have to do that? Amen? You, you know, you can plan. You can make your list. You can do all these kinds of things. Ultimately, you're not necessarily in complete control of your day. There are other factors and other personalities coming into play. And you have to learn to adjust and to go with the flow and trust God through it all. And so today had a very blessed and successful conclusion. And so that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. You know, I could have answered the door and said, go away, I'm asleep. But no, that was not the right answer. Amen? Instead, the answer was, let me get dressed, I'll be with you in a minute. That was the answer. Amen? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let me get dressed, and I'll be with you in just a minute. So that's how my day started. And now I finally got to the part where I'm here with you and I can share the blessings of the Lord with you. So I'll tell you the rest of it a little later. Amen. Amen. I know you thought that being uh, in ministry leadership was some glorious thing. (laughs) Look at what Jesus went through. Now. Was it all glorious then, (laughs) out there on those dusty roads when it was sweat and hot (laughs) and people were acting ugly, the scribes and the Pharisees, people trying to kill you? Yeah, that's the glory days right there. Some people can't wait for glory days to show up. Well, those are the glory days. When you're trying to maintain your life, those are the glory days. (laughs) So if you think life didn't hand you a bowl of cherries, let me tell you about cherries. They come with stems and pits, and it's up to you to make the best of it and just eat the fruit. How about it? What you think about that? (laughs) Amen. What you think about that? So, I want to thank all of you for joining us this evening. God has some words for us, and we, yeah, I didn't know who was coming to my door at 7 a.m. As far as I was concerned, there wasn't supposed to be anybody out there. 
<laughs> That's not how that happened. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you this. It was a man. Now, there you have it. It was a man. <laughs> it was a man that I didn't know. How about that? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that was a good one. Amen. So I want to thank the Lord for his goodness. Amen. Amen. A special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. I know you don't know what to think now. We we are a Christian Internet church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America and whatever time it happens to be where you are on the globe. Amen. This is an international ministry in Jesus' name. We have a whole lot of time zones in this ministry, and God has graced us with that. Amen. God himself has graced us with that. And so I hope that you came to enjoy the word of the Lord. I hope you came to grow in God. I I pray that you came to share some of your scriptures as we pray. Because God wants us to be together. Amen. God wants us to be together. Amen. 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 So let's go before the Lord our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for bringing us together in love. We want to thank you for the Holy Spirit knitting our hearts together in love. We want to thank you for teaching us faith from the word of God. We want to thank you for perfecting those things that concern us. We open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to you, Lord. And we repent of any sins or trespasses or iniquities that we've engaged in. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace and continual forgiveness. We want to thank you for the armor of God, for the word of God. We want to thank you for that wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for every opportunity that we have to come together in your name and to receive of your grace and your love. It is a privilege, it's an honor, it's an opportunity that we have been afforded through the blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on Calvary. We are humbled and honored and deeply grateful for everything that you have provided for us, Father, for the great inheritance that we have received. So as your children, we come before you now, honoring you, worshiping you, and loving you as we love one another. So we want to thank you, Lord. We thank you for the armor, for every piece of the armor. We thank you for your 
warring linking angels that surround us, your praising angels, your ministering spirits, but most of all, your very presence in our midst. Because you've come to change us tonight. You've come to make us what we haven't been before. So we want to thank you for it. We want to give you praise, glory, and honor for it. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. For those of you who are not familiar, our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. And on our webpage, you will find our chat room. The link is right across the banner. If you're on a cellular device, there are three white lines on a black background. That's your link. And it opens up all the other links to you. Amen? So when you get there, click MIC Radio Chat. And when the page changes, click Guest and sign in using your name. Amen? Praise the Lord. Say hi to the saints, and the saints will say hi back to you. Because we have very friendly saints here, amen? We love the people of God. And we love those that are coming into the kingdom of God too, amen? Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage you to join us in our chat. And if you are not able to, of course, you can always listen to us through your cell phone at area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. That's area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. If you're listening to a broadcast live, you'll need to come up in the chat room on your computer or uh, tablet device and listen to us on the phone. Once the broadcast has been recorded and is in our archives, you can go back to where it says Blog Talk Archive Sermons across our banner and listen to the whole thing through your computer or your phone. So that's how that works. I have been told that there are people that came up to the, um, up to the chat room, but they couldn't hear, and they didn't figure out to just, Type in the chat room and ask somebody, how, to, how can I hear? So we can tell you what to do. Amen? So I thought I'd let you know if that's happened to you, that when we're live on the air, you'll need to listen through your cell phone because it's being recorded, you see, and watch the chat room through a different device. However, if you're recasting, you go up to Archive Sermons and click that link. And then you can listen and uh, go back and scroll up and see the um, sermon links that were um, the scriptures that were placed in the chat room. Amen? Amen. So hopefully we're all on one accord. Amen? Amen. That's important in the name of Jesus Christ. That's important. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bill. That's what I'm looking for. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to pray some more. Amen. We're going to do our opening prayer, and we're going to thank God that we can all come together 
and do spiritual warfare together and stand together against despair and rejection and hopelessness and heaviness and depression and walk in the love of God together. Amen? And walk in the love of God together. It's absolutely important. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers in Jesus' name. We close it close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. And we bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks, Leviathan spirits, their attacks, Kundalini spirits, their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, all devils and their attacks, all sex devils, their attacks, all unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust spirits, all sorcery devils and their attacks all seducing, womanizing, and drone and whoredom spirits in their attacks. The Havana Syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic, and audio weapons in the name of Jesus Christ we bind. We bind all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, as well as the voices of the charmer and the seducer, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. Hallelujah. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind controlled by the occult. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, and the work of every druid. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, EMF, EMP, 5G, all their components, everything coming off the cell towers, the satellites, and through every electronic and technological device in Jesus' name. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians, 
We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Australian, Indonesian, Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese, Rola de Dios Soto, Korean, Asian, Arregise de Rebrusha, de Dios Soto, Island, Arregise de Dios Tribal, Lele de Dios Soto, Rubrikia, Shar, Rekisa, Tarabriki, Ele de Dionda, Rokohore, Isha, Mama, 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 Kuto, Rubriki, de Rediria, Indigenous persons, Arele, Native groups, Rike de Dios Sula, de Dios Sohore, de Dios Sundra, Briki, Ale de Dios Soto. Reka all Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks and every attack, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God, and makes man wise in his own eyes, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the transference of evil spirits, mammon and his agents, and we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generation of fools and the spirits of the fool, and we bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons in Jesus' holy name. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, misunderstanding, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind make-believe fantasy and la-la land. We bind false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, 
the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of crime and all of his agents in Jesus' name, and we chain him with eternal chains unto darkness. Oh, we bind all human blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and rikise, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite in the name of Jesus Christ and also with the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions and we return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the script. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcrafts back on their own head, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise God. We pray, Father, for the peace of Jerusalem and for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and particularly those that are persecuted in Afghanistan, in Jesus' name. 
Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. With the sword of the Spirit, we cut ourselves free from every spirit that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command it to leave us now and never return in Jesus' name. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus Christ and everything that pertaineth to our transportation and travel. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the spirits of the road. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you have released your angels ahead of us to protect us, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over any spirit attempting to attack us through our dreams. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command them to stay away. We thank you, Father, for your warrior angels protecting us through our sleep, and we thank you for the wall of protection that surrounds us. We pull out. Every fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, all voodoo, and everything sent to us through witchcraft and the occult, in Jesus' holy name. We cut ourselves free from all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We destroy and pull down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, witches sorcerers, diviners, and evil prognosticators in Jesus' name. We break the power of every curse, hex, vex, love spell, charm, fetish, magic, voodoo, mind control, potions, bewitchments, all death, destructions, torment. All psychic warfare, incantations, crystals, root work, incense and candle burning, and all ungodly tribal rituals and sins. We bind you all in the name of Jesus, and we thank the Lord for his grace. And we release the favor of God upon the people of God, and everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, our featured psalm for tonight is Psalm 79. Psalm 79. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. Featured ebook is Wolves in Sheep's Clothing. Wolves in Sheep's Clothing. Soul Scalpers. Our phone number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. So tonight... The Lord wants to talk to us about being joined together, joined together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 12, praise the Lord, verse 
18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. But now hath God set. But now hath God set. This scripture clearly speaks to us that God Almighty himself and no one else, after all, it is his kingdom, and he is Lord of all, has deliberately put into place each saint in the body as it suits his purposes, his will, and his plan. He has deliberately put into place each saint in the body as it suits his purposes, his will, and his plan. It is not an option for the saints to choose nor to decide. It's not an option for the saints. God's calling the shots here. God is in charge, not the saints. This is why it is very important to learn to observe proper boundaries in life. Yes, proper boundaries. In life, there are decisions concerning your life that the Lord makes without consulting you at all. (coughs) Yes, there are decisions concerning your life that the Lord makes without consulting you at all. Amen. Your risk to the Lord is to fully submit yourself to his will and his way. Hmm. What a thought. The self-willed saint insisting on their own way will eventually run aground. Amen. Some of us have experienced this. The love of God in us does not demand its own way. The love of God in us does not demand its own way. To do so is to walk in pride and not in humility. Unfortunately, many saints are deceived into thinking that everything is up to them. Hmm. Well, I hope they come out of deception. Amen? Pray 
that they come out of deception. In Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Luke chapter 4, verse 1, the scriptures say that Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost. He didn't stay in the Jordan River with John the Baptist. He got out of the water and left and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus Christ, full of the Holy Ghost, got up out of the water with John the Baptist after having been baptized and was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Now, some of us need to learn that it's okay for the Holy Spirit to lead us to a place that we might consider somewhat uncomfortable. Amen. It's okay for the Holy Spirit to lead us to a place where we're somewhat uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar territory to us. It's not what we could have predicted nor expected. It's okay for God to do that. After all, He's the Lord of our lives, and he knows what he is doing. Now, if you're still at the place where it's not okay with you, this is a great place to turn around and change your attitude. Amen? It's a great place to turn around and say, well, Lord, maybe I didn't make the right choice. Maybe I need to change the way I view this. Amen. Jesus was led into the wilderness. He wasn't led to a restaurant. He wasn't led to a place of pleasure. He he wasn't led into a place of comfort. He was led into a solitary place in the wilderness, out there with the animals, the wild animals at that and whatever else could be found in the wilderness. So we have to come to the place that wherever the Lord leads us, that's fine with us because he is with us. Yes, because he is with us. Amen? Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So since you have received the spirit of adoption and you're now a son of God, you are to be led by the Holy Spirit, not by your own thoughts, not by your own traditions, not by your own feeling. You are to be led by the Spirit of God who agrees with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ is the example to the saint of God. Since Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, each of the saints, 
must be led by the Holy Spirit as well. Whatever you are to be in life, whatever you are to accomplish, the Holy Spirit has already determined that. Amen? The Holy Spirit has already determined that. You do not decide about your own gifting and your own talent. You don't make that choice. You discover what the Lord has done. You get to discover what the Lord has done. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 Verse 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man, to every man, severally as he will. What's that mean? It means that all of the talents and all of the gifts that are placed in any human being at any time during the saga of humanity are given by the Spirit of God. He created you. He made you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image and likeness. And he distributes those gifts and those talents and those abilities and individually as he will. Notice it says as he will, not as what you think you want. As he will. It's up to him, and he's already made the determination. Amen? The Holy Spirit decides with whom you are to be Joined in the body of Christ It's the decision of the Godhead There have been saints in the body of Christ Who congregation of believers They choose to roam wherever they will They used to be referred to as cruismatic Well, why would you say that? Because they wandered individually, here, there, and anywhere. See, it's one thing to be led by the Holy Spirit somewhere. It's another thing to wander on your own. Whatever suited them at the time, based on how they felt or thought, they did not seek the leading of the Lord, Rather, they ran on what's happening now. Many of them are filled even today with false doctrine and error. They have serious gaps in their knowledge of the word of God and the ways of God. The Bible talks about that. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 3. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3. 
Amen. And while you're going there, the Lord just gave me another scripture to put there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, thank you, Holy Spirit. Second Timothy chapter 4, beginning with, with verse 3. For the time, time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine or sound teaching based on the word of God. But after their own lust, their own desires, what they want to do, they sh- shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Itching ears? Yeah, I can't wait to hear this. Oh, I heard about this. I can't wait to hear that. Oh, I heard over there they're doing this. I can't wait to hear that. You know what I mean? And they shall turn away their ears. They're turning their own ears away. Look at that carefully. And they shall turn. They, it doesn't say the devil did it. It says they shall turn away their ears from the truth. They're the ones turning their ears away. And shall be turned unto fables. Amen? And shall be turned unto fable. Now, Second Timothy chapter three, verse seven. Second Timothy chapter three, verse seven says that they are ever learning, yet never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They're learning this, and they're learning that, and they're learning this, and they're learning that. But they haven't brought it all together. They haven't been able to put it together, and they never get to the knowledge of the truth. They never arrive. They've listened to this one and to that one and to the other one. And all over here and all over there, and they decide they want to go here from this, that, and the, and they're just where they are on their own little merry-go-round, so to speak. Amen? That's not wise, saints. That's not wise. Amen? It's just not wise. They also have less protection than other saints. Because they do not follow very closely the good shepherd himself. You see, they whenever it suits them, whenever a message is preached of correction that they don't like or don't want to hear, that's their cue to wander away from the flock. You know, there are people who don't want discipline in their lives. And Christianity, true Christianity, will bring discipline into your life. Amen? It will bring order into your life. 
it will bring you into conflict with uh, the word of God, which says turn left when you want to turn right. And whenever one of those events comes, they're up and off running to something else somewhere else. They don't want to sit there and be trained and taught and developed and nurtured and allowed to grow. They don't want the Holy Spirit pulling off parts that are just not fruitful. They don't want that. They don't want to have any growing pains at all. Amen. You know, in real, in natural life, there are growing pains. There are seasons that you have to learn things, grow things, grow up in things, that attitudes you didn't have before, realizations of truth that you didn't have before. And you have to mature. But they think that in Christianity, once you're born again, you don't need any maturity, any correction, any changing, nothing. They're just fine and they're going to heaven just like they are. Well, that's not the way the Lord planned it. Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 23, beginning with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord watches over the sheepfold. He watches over the flock. Those who hang close to the shepherd have the best food. Those that keep wandering off keep getting into trouble. Amen? says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. See, it's not the sheep's bright idea to lie down in green pastures. The shepherd has to make the sheep lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The sheep have to be led. If they don't want to be led, they're eventually devoured by some wild animal. He has to lead. He has to make the determination. The sheep have to follow. Praise the Lord. Where you are to serve the Lord has already been determined by the Godhead. It is not determined by how well the choir sings or if they have a basketball court or how much you like the members or if it's close to your home, or any other number of reasons produced by the flesh. That's not what determines where you're to serve. Amen? God determines that. Amen? It's God's decision, not yours. Trust 
and and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. God does not operate his kingdom on your I think. Remember that. God does not operate his kingdom on your I feel or I want or well I'll just no the kingdom doesn't pivot on that. Remember that. God's timing is just that. His timing, not necessarily yours. In Matthew twenty four, Matthew twenty four beginning with verse thirty five. Matthew chapter twenty four beginning with verse thirty five. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. What God says is. But of that day and hour, no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. God does not tell you everything. If he wants you to know, Eventually, he will tell you, but he's not going to tell you absolutely, positively everything. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. It's the truth. Those who grow to become very fruitful in Christ learn to depend on the Holy Spirit for specific instructions in life. Those who grow to become very fruitful in Christ learn, there's a learning process, to depend on the Holy Spirit for specific instructions in life. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto Thine own understanding, your own thinkology. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Amen. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 13, beginning with verse 2. Acts, chapter 13, beginning with verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Hmm. When they, as they ministered to the Lord, as they fasted, the Holy Spirit spoke up and said something. And he gave direction. He gave instruction. He didn't ask anyone's opinion. 
He just told them what to do. He didn't consult them. He just gave the command. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. I have called them. Now, there's some people that think they can choose what they get to do in the body of Christ, so to speak. They think that they can choose if they're going to be a pastor or an evangelist or a teacher or whatever, a number of things, you know, some even secular. They think they can pick and then they can spend the rest of their time on earth trying to convince God to make them what they want to be. Well, let me tell you something. It doesn't really work that way. The gift of intercession that I have, I had it the day that I was born. Amen. I had it the day that I was born. Does that say something to you? It should. Verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, what? They sent them away. Verse 4. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, so they, being sent by who? The Holy Ghost. That's how this works. Amen? That's how this works. Amen. Praise the Lord. Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. God will gradually unveil to you the path of life that he has for you. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Well, it seems to me that you're in, if you're in his presence, you're walking very closely with him. If you're there at his right hand, you're very close to him. You're not off wandering wherever you want to go, doing whatever you want to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 28. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 28. In the way of righteousness, righteousness, right living, is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. See, there's a right path for you in life. But you'll have to be walking close to the shepherd to discover it. You'll have to be listening intently to the Holy Spirit to discover it. Amen? It is so. When I was in school, ah, I left one out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me go back and get that scripture. Amen. I left the scripture out. But we're going to go get it right now. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. 
Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by that person's imagination. person has always thought they ought to be doing. By that person's estimation of themselves by something someone said to them so they thought that's what they were supposed to do. No. It says the steps of a good man are ordered, ordered, not suggested, ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. It doesn't say you get to order your own. It says who orders yours. Right there. Mm -hmm. Now, Thank you, Lord, for that. When I was in school, they had drill clubs. They learned their steps, the drill club members. They learned their routine, and they performed them with practice, accuracy, and precision. How could that have happened, you say? Well, if you've ever seen one of them, you'll know that they are very alert, very attentive, tension, and ready to move. They're anticipating in verbal instruction that they will have to listen to clearly and follow immediately. Hmm. So, well, for instance, they had to want to be a part of the group. It couldn't have been just a casual thought. No, they had to actually want to be a part of the group because it was going to require some sacrifice on their part. They had to stay after school. They had to stay in shape. They had to practice as much as was required by the group. Each member had to be willing to follow direction, submit to the leadership, and receive correction. Every member had to make that choice, no exception. Each member had to attend practices and be ready for all performances. And be ready all performances. Well, the Holy Spirit orchestrates the actions and directions of the body of Christ, much like the drill club. What the drill team achieves by each member's submission to authority and purpose, God is bringing forth in the body of Christ. God is bringing forth in the body of Christ. Amos 3.3, 3. can two walk together except they be agreed? You see, when the Holy Spirit said, separate unto me uh, Barnabas and Paul, that required some action. They couldn't just sit there and go, uh-huh. No, they had to get up and do something, and they had to step to it right then. 
Barnabas and Saul had to do something too. Everybody had a part to play. Everybody had had to obey the Holy Spirit. Or there would be a good chance that there are parts of the New Testament that wouldn't be there. Amen? A lot was riding on everyone's participation, everybody playing their part, everybody's submission, and everybody's obedience. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. From the whole body, from the whole body, joined together and compacted. Compacted is pressed down into one unit. Compacted by that which every joint supplies. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. You see, every part has to work. Every part has to supply what that part is gifted or appointed to supply. Every part has to give what it's sent there to give. It has to contribute what it was sent to contribute. It can't sit in the dugout watching other people go around the bases. Every part has to be a part and function as a part and contribute as a part and do what that part's supposed to do. So the Holy Spirit brings the body of Christ together. The Holy Spirit sets the parameters. The Holy Spirit determines which piece, which part goes where, where it goes, what it's supposed to do based on how it was made and what was put in it. And then he expects that part to do its job. And all the other parts are expected to do their part too. No part slacking, no part left out, and no part left out. Because you see, when you have a part that's slacking, and when you have a part that doesn't contribute, you make for a weakness where there should be strength. It makes for a weakness where there should be strength. From the whole body, fitly joined together, together, joined together and compacted, not just joined together, but compacted by that which every joint supplies. At the joint, there's some supply coming forth, and every joint brings something to the picture. And that way, the body gets to increase and build itself up in love. 
That's the Father's plan. That's the plan that is to be executed. That's the plan that every member, every saint is to participate in. Amen? Amen. Fitly joined means that under the Godhead's direction, the whole body of Christ is fitted just like a puzzle together perfectly. Each part contributing what is needed to help the other part so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. You see, each puzzle piece must be in its rightful place. Yes, there are boundaries because each piece has to remain in its rightful place to complete the picture. Whenever a part is missing, a, a weakness is created. Order for this to come into being, each member must cease to elevate self. Each member must cease to elevate self. Just like the drill team, each member contributed and cared for the other members. As a result of their teamwork, as a result of their teamwork, they often receive rewards and trophies. The very same is true when Miracle Outreach Ministries seeks the Lord together in prayers, fastings, and fellowship in the Word. The Holy Spirit unites us together. He joins us together. We are no longer individual saints around the globe. Not at all. We become an instrument in the hand of God to be used for his purposes and his glory. As we willingly, in God's vision, we ourselves are changed into his image. We are called by our Lord and Savior to live a life worthy of our calling in love. We are called to love. We have to live a life that's worthy of that calling. With all humility and all gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, we are to make every effort to maintain the unity that the Holy Spirit brings in the bond of peace, part of our responsibility. Amen? That's part of our responsibility. That's why you have the MIC chat room. 
That's why you have the opportunity to use the MIC chat room to share the love of God. We come together in agreement prayers and bear one another's burdens. In the global prayer room, we do that in particular. If you just keep to yourself and refuse to participate, how dwelleth the love of God in you? You just keep to yourself in your little cubicle of life and refuse repeatedly to participate, how dwelleth the love of God in you? How can you say that you love God whom you have not seen but refuse to interact in a tangible fashion with the other saints in the MIC chat room? That's a good question. God's waiting for the answer. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body. but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Amen. Praise the Lord. The will of God. That's the will of God. Amen. That's the will of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning with verse 20. But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, can you? Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Didn't say maybe, says are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together. Who did that? God did that. God, the body together. Just as in cooking, When you want to add something cold to something hot, you have to temper. Why? So there won't be a splitting or a separation. 
in the case of eggs so you don't cook them. <laughs> Amen? Having given more abundant honor to that part which lacks, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the member, all the members, it didn't say a few, it didn't say you get to be left out. It says all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And members in particular. Amen? And members in particular. That's the way God sees it. And so that's the way we should see it. Standoffish is not the will of God. Some of you have never placed a scripture of encouragement, MIC chat room, to bless the membership and the leadership. If you did, it was so long ago, even you can't remember it. Some of you don't pray for the leadership and the membership daily either. So where is the love of God in you for the body of Christ at Miracle Outreach Ministries to be seen? How is it? To be experienced if you don't share. Is your life so preoccupied that you are too busy to love the brethren? Well, when we're doing the opening prayers and when we're doing warfare and you have the capability, the technology to place your scriptures there, where are they? See, Many of you participate, but some of you lay back. And it's not because you're at work. It's because you don't. Mm-hmm. All of us together are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Snobbery has no place in God's kingdom. Acting as though you are somehow inherently separate from those who regularly and actively participate is not of God. Some of you really need prayer on the air where all of us together as one Pray for you, but your pride and foolishness gets in the way. Why do you allow for this? Shame is not a part of the kingdom of God, nor do we judge you, for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. Let us consider this as we prepare to seek the Lord together. We each 
Amen. Praise the Lord. We each have a part and a role in endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in this church. Yes, we are a miracle internet church. Yes, church. We are to be like-minded, having the same love. Being of one accord, of one mind in Christ. I've noticed, you know, through observation, some of you during the greeting time, when you come up to greet, you greet certain people, but not everyone. You're selective about who you greet. You're not greeting everyone. You're greeting only certain persons. I've noticed, not recently, but in the past, in the prayer room, some will come up and say, well, I agree with so-and-so's prayer. Well, what about everybody else's? You're not adding your agreement to their prayers? God is no respective person, and neither should you be. Mm-hmm. You see, we don't have favorites here. We don't have cliques here. They're not allowed. We love everyone the same. And if we ever get out of line, God will bring correction. You cannot decide that you love and favor one saint more than the rest. It's not going to work here. And if that's what you've been doing, repentance is available to you. Praise the Lord. If that's been your heart attitude, if that's been your mindset, Repentance is available to you in Jesus' name. We are to be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind in Christ. Let us follow after the things which make for peace and how we may build one another up in the Lord. How we may build one another up in the Lord. Amen? Amen. I'm going to share something with you that I ran across. There was a a man who once sat down to figure the calendar of his days. He said, an ascending scale of human values, and somewhere on it, there is a line between living and mere existing. So he asked himself, in how many hours of the week had he truly, intensively lived? In how many had he just existed? He determined for himself 
that out of the 168 hours of the week, he found that he had been alive, vitally alive, only 40, about 25% of the time. So that would say to us that if we want improvement in our lives, if we want less procrastination, less fatigue, if we want to increase our effectiveness, get along better with those around us, contribute more to the body of Christ, improve relationships and even our health, then a right spiritual attitude is essential. It is critical. And that attitude is hope. Hope. It must begin in hope that is in our heart. Hope comes forth when we choose to believe something in accord with the word of God. When we choose to believe in the goodness of God, in the land of the living, not just the heavenly by and by, we begin to have hope to see his intervention in our everyday lives. That's important. If you've been omitting that, then perhaps you should add that to what you've been doing. You see, it might cause you to have to throw out some of that depression that you've been holding on to. We must have a healthy spiritual attitude. It's something that we learn to share with with our brothers and sisters in the MIC chat room. Amen. You see, someone once said that the good news is that if we do not like the attitude we have, there's hope. It can be changed. And who would be instrumental in changing that? Well, I think you know the answer to that. Somebody once said that a pessimist is one sitting on the premises rather than standing on the promises. There is a grave difference, you know, and that an optimist is a person who takes action, who moves out ahead of the crowd. Hmm. So, in order to have the unity that God wants us to have, Everyone has to be going in the same direction. Everyone, each person, each saint, we all have to come together in the spirit of God and go in the same direction. We have to choose to develop a better attitude. Amen. It's something that we must choose to do. And we must choose 
to allow the enthusiasm of the Holy Spirit to be ours as well. Now, if you think that the Holy Spirit is not enthusiastic about the plan of God for miracle outreach ministries, you need to spend more time with him. Amen? Because he is. It doesn't matter how much talent you have, without hope, without faith, without love and the right holy attitude, it just won't go. You see, it's the development of a God attitude that will turn your life around. You've got to have the right attitude. You've got to walk in faith. It's imperative to all of us. So, how do you improve that attitude? Well, one way is to associate with people of like precious faith. People of like precious faith. Just like the ones here. You see, there are persons who don't believe in demons, but you do. You've experienced them. There are people who don't believe in doing exactly what the scriptures say to do, but you're learning to do that. There are people who do not believe that it's necessary to overcome the devil, but you do. So it's important to associate with persons of like precious faith. Amen? One of us can put a thousand to flight, but two of us have a lot more power together. And certainly all the members all together can put more demons to flight. Amen? You see, your newfound attitude must be sincere. Without sincerity, it lacks a real foundation. It means you're just faking it. And people will see through that very easily. You have to believe. You have to believe in walking in faith. You have to believe in miracles. You have to believe in the word of God. You have to believe in the body of Christ. You have to believe in miracle outreach ministry. Without that level of sincerity, you're not going to be very successful. Amen? So if you want to cultivate more sincerity, you'll need to separate yourself from criticism and fault-finding and snobbery and selfishness. Amen. If you want to be happy in Jesus, you must trust him and obey. You have to decide to act on the choices that you make with Jesus regardless to how you feel. This is the day I'm going to look on the bright side. I'm going to try to find something positive 
and encouraging to say to everyone in every situation, I am going to make a commitment. There it is, a commitment to have a new level of hope, faith, and love. I'm going to encourage the brethren. Amen. The right attitude in Christ is nourishment to your body and soul. Proverbs 17:22 says, "A merry heart doeth good like a medicine." The right attitude, the right spirit can carry you through the worst days. So at the beginning, I started talking about how I had to have an attitude adjustment at 7 in the morning. I was sound asleep when the doorbell rang and someone was knocking at my door. I could have turned over and put my head under the pillow, but I didn't. But I didn't. I got up and found my way to the door and asked who it was, and they told me. And I told them, hold on, I got to get dressed. No, I was not fully awake at all. But even somewhat awake, I had to be prepared with the right attitude. Yes, this is the day that the Lord has made. You have to choose to rejoice in it and be glad. The wrong attitude can be poisonous even to your natural body. You've let a wrong spirit in. It can actually lead to physical illness and other illnesses. You know your body has these things called endorphins. They reduce the pain of an experience and they screen out some unpleasant stimuli. Well, when you walk with the Lord in the spirit, you have endorphins, not just spiritually, but in your natural body as well. Hello. Each of us, each of us have learned through experience that when we choose to stay in faith, it can stimulate good things happening to us. Amen? So each of us are responsible For our own, says the word of God. Mm. We, you and I, are in control of our attitude. We cannot blame our bosses, our employees, our parents, our past, our spouses, our children, our neighbors, or our friends or even our enemy. You and I are in 
control of our attitude. Amen? It is the truth. Thou knowest this to be true. So, as we are headed into this fast, as we are headed into this fast, it's important for us to deal with ourselves in these areas. Someone once said that the secret of winning is being able to get yourself going in the right direction and keep going until you get there. Well, you started off with Jesus Christ. Keep going. Keep going with the body of Christ where he's placed you as an integral part of the family of God. And adjust your attitude so that you participate fully and supply that that every joint needs. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. God wants us to be fully functional and fully participating. That's what he wants. He doesn't want anybody sitting back in the dugout watching everybody else participate and win. Watch everybody else get miracles. Watch everybody else have their lives turned around. And you just sit there by yourself going, God, help me fight these demons. No, it's because you're not fully participating. You've closed yourself off in this little space. Well, that's not the way God operates the body of Christ. He wants you to be fully participating. And if that means that you need to call in for prayer while he's waiting for you to do just that. Amen. Some of you, for some reason, and some of you, the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about you, you just determine, well, I'll just go through the I'll just go through the archive and I'll I'll cough when they say cough and that'll do it. I don't have to call in. Uh-huh. Just keep thinking that too. Both of us will wait. We'll wait. Amen. We will wait until you decide to do it God's way. Amen. We'll wait. Amen. We will wait. Praise the Lord. So, Let's talk about the fast. Let's talk about the fast. Amen. We're going to, as soon as I can get myself together technologically, we're going to talk about the upcoming fast. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There. Amen. There, ha, 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 I got it this time. 
So if you're in the chat room, you can see parts of this. So here we go. The fast begins on Sunday, June 26th at 12.01 a.m., your time zone, whatever. We have all the time zones. So whatever yours happens to be, there it is. Continuously through, no break. From June 26th at 12.01 a.m., your time zone, through June 30th at midnight, your time zone. Some want to focus. Here it is. God's giving you one. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, King James Version. Focus. Matthew 5, verse 6. For the worship portion, each saint is to choose a worship song to praise the Lord with every day. Amen? Every saint gets to choose their own, you see. A suggested song will be posted by the pastor in the MIC chat room for those who don't know of one. In our prayers, we are interceding for the improvement in the physical health of all Miracle Outreach Ministry members. And we are releasing the mind of Christ, health, peace over everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries four times a day. So let me cover that again. The fast begins, amen, on Sunday, June 22nd, at 12.01 a.m. your time zone. It moves continuously through with no breaks through June 30th at midnight, your time zone. We are focusing on Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 from the King James Version. During our worship portion, each saint is to choose a worship song to praise the Lord every day. A suggested song will be posted by the pastor, that would be me, in the MIC chat room for those who don't know of one. So the worship song for those that don't know of one will be posted by the pastor in the MIC chat room, not in the prayer room and not any place else. Amen? In our prayer. We are interceding for the improvement in physical health for all Miracle Outreach Ministry members. That's the Internet Church and the local congregation as well. And we are releasing the mind of Christ, health, hope, peace over everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries Four times a day. Well, which four times is that? It's the four times you choose. I don't know your schedule. And so it's four times a day. Amen? Amen. 
So let me go to the next thing. Amen. I'm working on this technology thing. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Here we are. Amen. I'm giving you time to write down, if you're writing it down, what you need to know. Praise God. If you're copying and pasting, I'm giving you that time too. Amen. Amen. All right. In our prayer closet, each saint, in accord with the scriptures, will bind their thoughts four times a day. Each saint, in accord with the scriptures, will bind their thoughts four times a day. Each saint will bind their emotions four times a day. Each saint will bind their pride four times a day. And each saint will bind their own demons four times a day. Well, I don't know what all my demons are. Just bind them all at once. It works. In the name of Jesus, it works. Amen? Let me read that to you again. In our prayer closet, each saint, Each saint, cord with the scriptures, will bind their thoughts four times a day. Each saint will bind their emotions four times a day. Each saint will bind their pride four times a day. And each saint will bind their own demons four times a day. All right. There are certain foods that are not allowed on this fast. There are certain foods that are not allowed on this fast. And they are as follows. Beef, rice, coffee, drinks, soft drinks, and highly caffeinated drinks. I'll give you that again. Foods that are not allowed on this fast are beef, rice, coffee, tea, sports drinks, soft drinks, and highly caffeinated drinks. According to the uh, standards set aside, especially in Scripture, there will be no sexual activity no usual entertainment that we, some of us indulge in, nor excess conversation. This is a time of focus on the Lord and listening to him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
praise the Lord. I'm giving you time to write it down. Amen. All right, let's see if I got it all together. Yeah, finally. Our schedule is as follows. Daily, we may have water, Holy Communion, and 100% fruit and or vegetable juice. Daily, every single day. Water, Holy Communion, 100% fruit or vegetable juice. On Sunday, Sunday, June 26, we will be partaking of soup. Sunday, June 26, we will have soup. On June 27, we will have smoothies. On June 27th, we will have smoothies. On June 28th, we will have soup. On June 29th, we will have soup. On June 30th, we will have salad. Let me give you that again. On June 26th, we will have soup. On June 27th, we will have smoothies. On June 28th, we will have soup. On June 29th, we will have soup. On June 30th, we will have salad. Amen? As stated in the past, those who have special dietary challenges must go to the Lord of the fast for answers. Amen? Pastor may be contacted at GP Room at Outlook.com. Amen? Amen. So if you go ahead and scroll up in the chat room, the whole thing is listed. And Brother Bill will be very kind in a moment when he gets a chance, and he'll post it, he'll repost it for you again. We will not be posting it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. We will not be posting it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. It will only be posted in the MIC radio chat room. That's the one with the orange background, for those of you who get it mixed up. It's the one with the orange background. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I told you that um, I would get rid of that, that I would finish telling you the story of what happened to me today. Well, here it comes. I was in my bed asleep around 7 this morning. The doorbell rang, and there was this knock on the door. So after I got up and I got to the door and I told the person on the other side, that I would get dressed, I did just that. Amen. You're quite welcome. And it turned out that it was the answer to one of my prayer requests that I've been standing for for a few years. So the gentleman explained to me 
that he was there to take down a 70-foot tree that happened to be on the property next door to mine, but it was leaning toward my house. And if it had fallen through a hurricane or a storm, it would have landed right in my house. So I had to get up and try to, even though I was half asleep, understand what he was trying to explain to me at 7-something in the morning. Okay. And he was trying to explain to me about machinery and that they might need to come in my yard and all of this kind of stuff, and I'm still half asleep, barely awake, and I'm going, okay, do you have a picture of this machinery that you want to take through my yard? No, he didn't have a picture, but it would be there soon. So I don't know quite how to react to this because I don't know quite what he's saying. Previous to that, some guy had shown up, and he wanted to bring this huge crane in my yard and tear down my fence and plow over my flowers, and you know that just wasn't going to work, okay? So I didn't know what to expect from this person. So I told him I would wait until whatever that was he was talking about, he called it a lift, was there so I could see. He said, okay. So he went back to trying to put this huge crane, and he did it, in the neighbor's front yard. And I mean, it was huge. It took up the entire front yard, and it had this long reach. And to tell you the truth, it was a little scary. It really was. I'd never stood that close to one of those huge machines before because the guy that was operating it wasn't sitting anywhere near the ground. He was way up in the air. So I said, okay, God, here we go today. Now, you know, on Wednesdays and Fridays, I spend my entire day preparing for what we're going to do. And what was happening didn't go with what I normally do. So I had to lean on the Holy Spirit and sort of work through this thing. So they placed the machinery in the neighbor's yard, and it was a lot of machinery. It was five grown men working on this project. Let me explain to you about the tree. Well, the tree is older or was older than several of us put together in our ages. That tree was there when my great uncle was a little boy. That's an old tree. And the tree was about 70 feet tall. And it was completely rotten from the very bottom of the root all the way to the very top. It was rotten through and through. It was an oak tree. And it was, ooh, that thing was big. I can't tell you. I can tell you this. 
Brother Bill is 6'2". And if we had wrapped him around that tree, he wouldn't have made it all the way to cover the circumference of the tree. That tree was huge. That's what I can say. And I didn't know if it was going to uproot the fence or not when they took it down. So, yes, it's a very, it was a very big and rotten tree. Turned out the tree was completely rotten. I mean, from the bottom to the top. There was no place where there wasn't complete rot in the tree. And it was hanging on a base at the bottom that was completely rotten itself. Amen? And the man that was up, and you see their, their lift go, went up 55 feet. Well, that wasn't far enough. The man had to get up there and climb to the top of the tree. 55 feet wasn't enough. They had to climb all the way up there. And so, you know, I'm believing the Lord. This is the tree for years. I have believed the Lord for the angels to hold the tree up through every storm so that it didn't fall over on my house. Praise the Lord for his goodness. So they worked all day on this, all day long. So all day long, I heard those loud saws, and they weren't using one saw. They were using like four saws at one time while that big boom on that crane was moving back and forth. So that's been going on all day long, all day long. That's what's been going on. And then I'll be in the house trying to work on something, and I'll hear this big whoom. And I went, gosh, I could feel it shake the house. So I run to the door to see if somebody's hurt or if they're okay. But that was just a big part of the tree coming down. So that's what my whole day has been filled with. When they finally, there was a part I had to let them bring part of their machinery into my yard. Okay, I had to get over that. so that they could get up to some other branches that were leaning well over into my property. It was quite a day. It was the kind of thing I would not have planned anything else to do. But it so happened it came on a day that we have church. So toward the end of the day, when they finally got the whole tree down and they went all the way down into the ground. They found things underneath the tree. They found a desk and some concrete and other things underneath the roots of the tree. So when the man rang the doorbell again to tell me they'd finally gotten the tree down, he confessed to me that he'd worked in that profession for decades and that this was one of the worst trees he had ever seen in his life. And this was the man that had to climb to the very top of the tree. So that's how my day went. 
It was challenging. It was a little scary at some places. I surely prayed that nobody got hurt and that the angels helped them get it done. And God came through. Amen? God cares about our everyday life and our everyday experiences. And he wants to be fully involved in every aspect of our lives. So as you know, it took a while for me to finally get the sermon together because I had a wild and unexpected day. But God also kept me in peace of mind and answered a prayer that I'd been believing him for for years. No, this didn't happen the minute I prayed. I had to wait years. And when I say years, it's well over one and a half, no, yeah, one and a half decades. Amen? But God came through, and the people were very nice, very mannerable, very understanding, very kind. They weren't gruff. They were very professional. They cleaned up. God really blessed me. And I want to thank you for all of your agreement when I put things in the prayer room. Amen? So God really moved here. Remember we fasted for household things that everybody needed done? Well, this was a major. And God, they even got the, um, the dust from the tree, they even blew it off the roof of my garage. These were very thorough and very professional people. They were very friendly. They were. Before they left, they rang the doorbell and we talked, and they explained that another truck was coming to pick up all of those parts of the tree that were by the side of the road. And there were a lot of those parts. There was a lot. In fact, it was so much that it was stacked up higher than the hedges. And it was big holes of rot all the way through each part. So I just want to thank the Lord for his goodness, because God is good all the time, saints. He doesn't leave us in a lurch. He's good to us. He loves us, he protects us, and he even protects those that are a blessing to us. Amen? He protects those who are a blessing to us. Amen? Amen. Brother Bill. Well, praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Here's your prayer request about that. You wrote... Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you and praise you for a peaceful day, that old rotten tree removal. Please thank the angels that held it up through every storm and hurricane until now. Your love can be felt and seen through 
air, even mundane events in our lives. I bless your holy name. Well, that was a big event that the Lord worked out for you. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's a wonderful praise report. We just praise you for that, that you never let that tree fall on her home like it was designed to. And that thing was huge tree, and it was totally hollow on the inside. I saw that. I've, I've seen it once. I've seen it more than once. It's huge. Thank you, Lord, for that. We praise you, praise you, praise you. Daryl says, praise you, the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the ferment of his power. Daryl is so happy that the Lord's been helping her. And we, uh, Caroline has a praise report. She knows this uh, lady named Bab. She got a uh, COVID, and she's had two COVID injections, and she had two lumps on her brain, and they have disappeared because she put a prayer request in the prayer room. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. We praise you for that. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Stacy has a praise report. Recently, I've been having problems with work, which is bumping into me in order to transfer spirits, I assume. Pastor Sabrina told me to pray Proverbs 4:14 and return to sender. She also told me to bind them whenever I would come into their area. I've been praying and binding the witch that purposely bumped into me and was cynically laughing, in my opinion, was very kind to me after I bound her. I didn't know that this caused the demons in her to be bound. Now I know how to stop the work warlock for manifesting, threatening towards me. I am learning the amazing power of binding in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And yes, Stacy, we all have to learn that. And when you start sending that back, they won't attack you no more because that stuff comes back on them. They claim it feels like tenfold. REC has a praise report. I'd like to give a praise report. We made it home in one piece. We had a blowout on the way home, and my friend came, and we got the boat off that was stripped. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Amori has a praise report. My family and I had an important matter to attend to on the 14th. It required us to take a trip out of state for three days. We were ready to battle, but instead the Lord took over the matter and gave us the opportunity to have a mini vacation. Praise you, Lord. Yes, he turned it around and made it good. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Dina has a praise report. Well, praise the Lord, my yard man is going to pressure wash my house for free since his pressure washer broke down last year just as he was almost done, and he's going to pressure wash the huge dirt dauber nest off the side of my house as well. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. D47 has a praise report. My boss approved my travel assignment extension, and my recruiter got me a $6 pay increase, and I give God all the glory and honor for making it all possible and working it out for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And when I went to the cafeteria for break, I forgot. I realized I had forgot my wallet in my locker. When I came back, there was a lady offering to pay for my lunch. 
which was a great blessing because I really didn't have the money at the time. And thank you, Father God, knew it, and he cares. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Amen. He's always on time. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. REC says, I'd like to give a testimony. I asked for prayer a few weeks ago to sell these quads. I have sold one tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amori says, praise report that my siblings and I were able to treat our dad out to dinner for Father's Day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Caroline has a praise report. A year ago, I made a covenant with Father God not to my, not to let me hear any voice talking to me except his voice. Also, no thoughts, images, and sounds except his. He also delivered me from the spirit of pain and sickness. It really works. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. You are helping us all. Amori has another praise report. A couple weeks ago, I suffered an attack. It was like an anxiety attack. It was trying very hard to take to take over me. I was crying excessively and panicking because my emotions and feelings also tried to take over me. I felt weak and out of place. I called my sisters to help me pray and come against these spirits trying to attack me. My mom also came and prayed and took authority with me. I began to calm down. I closed my eyes and felt the presence of the Lord around me. I saw him. I saw him. I began to calm down and close my eyes and felt the presence of the Lord around me. I saw him slowly place his hands on both my shoulders one by one. My little sister encouraged me to open my eyes, and I could see the Lord in front of me, and he told me, it's okay. I felt so much better. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful testimony. You revealed yourself to them. Praise you, Lord Jesus. M.M. says, I'd like to give praise to the Lord for his peace and quiet in my life. I'm having to work in a courthouse building. Last week, when I relocated here, I kept hearing the spirits move around in this place. I felt watched and followed. I was unsettled. I began binding and loosening, pleading the blood in Psalms 23 and Psalms 93, and asking God for extra angelic warring escorts from heaven. Today, I am back in this place, and I am no longer being bothered by a demonic nuisance. My spirit, bones, and body are quiet and still. I took back God's peace in in Christ Jesus. I haven't let go of warfare again. Thank you, Lord, for his goodness and his grace. Praise you, Lord Jesus. You're teaching us all how to fight. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. D47 has a praise report. I didn't have a way to work due to a transportation situation, and my lead tech came, gave me the day off to work out my situation and said, I can make it up on Saturday. Thank you, Father God, for making a way for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
NK has a praise report. I put a prayer request in for our three-year-old Sitsu, Shizu, I think that's how you say it, to be conformed to God's will. He instantly made me see she is a lap dog, meaning that if I only allow her to sit on my lap, cuddling up a few times a day, she will change. In four days' time, she has become secure, docile, polite. Her behavior has totally changed, and she even she's even looking prettier. By God's grace, I'm learning to treat Eva according to God's design for her, and it's bringing out her best qualities. Thank you for your goodness and grace, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Daryl has a prayer. Amen. That works with humans, too. It sure does. It works that way with humans, too. When you treat people according to God's design for them, it brings out the best in them. Amen. Not just on pets. It works on people, too. Amen. Everybody responds to love. That's the key right there. And Daryl has a praise report. Praise your holy name. Thank you that the red spots are shrinking and starting to disappear off my cheeks, and she's still doing the warfare to overcome that. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And N.K. says again, praise God for revealing to me. I need a major overhaul in how I love people since you just mentioned that, Pastor. I'm very grateful for his steadfastness and breaking down the barriers of my heart and giving me hope that I really can be the individual he intended for me to be. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful testimony. Praise you, Lord. Laura Ann says, praise the Lord. Our air conditioner is working, and it was an easy fix to the 39-year-old outside unit. Praise you, Lord Jesus. God is very loving and kind. Praise him. Praise him. DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for convicting a judge to keep President Trump's title 42nd active, which helps reduce the number of illegal crossing the border. Thank you for sending rain to my area a couple of days ago and for keeping my air conditioner working properly. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Beloved as a praise report. Thank you, Lord. I passed my PTL test today with flying colors. Weight lifted, indeed, another step closer to completion. Praise God in Jesus' name. And Dina has a praise report. I've been standing on Daniel 2, 22 and 47 for the Lord to reveal if there's anything that needs to be removed from my house, property. Well, I retrieved some my mom's old personal papers that have been scattered in the shed last Thursday, and lo and behold, Yesterday, Tuesday, I was shredding the papers, and a paper from a lodge had my great-granddad's name on it. I screamed. I burned it immediately. Thank you, Jesus, for putting that paper in my path so I may do a thorough cleaning of that shed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, she's cleaning up all the mess from the past. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Dana. As a praise report, praise God for his 
love, mercy, and faithfulness. Firstly, I repent for the manner in which I handled this situation yesterday, becoming overly emotional and upset after submitting documents again, this time a court order. The insurance company told me I had to get another court order in order to obtain my dad's benefits. Yes, I was very upset and asked our Heavenly Father to judge the company and situation. After calming down, I placed my prayer in the prayer room. This morning, I was reading the company's reviews online, and the Holy Spirit led me to research the state's insurance laws that indicated that their company's policy contradicted, violate state laws, whereas my court order was in compliance with the statute. I called them and informed them of such, providing the state code and the insurance represent that I spoke with yesterday called me back and left a message that my file had been reviewed again and approved. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, yes. Praise you, Lord. It's wonderful when you listen to the Holy Ghost. Look how smart he is. He steered you on the right path. Praise you, Lord. N.K. has a praise report. A.K. did extremely well in his testing and evaluation and the completion of the sixth grade. During the meeting, during the meeting, God brought my attention to a very important issue I needed to resolve and thank him and handed myself under scrutiny better than I have in the past. Thanks be to God, and thank you, Lord, for blessing AK to make A's. We praise you for that, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Dina has a praise report. My friend's dog, G's surgery was a success, and thank you, Lord. You do answer the prayers even for our pets, and you take care of everything for us, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. And saints, you just have to listen to the Holy Ghost when you're out about. Earlier in the week, I ran into a man, and the Lord told me he was dying. He had cancer, and I made sure he was born again, got to pray with him and watch the Lord heal him right in front of my eyes and the superintendent's eyes. I just give you praise and honor and glory. It's amazing watching you do that, using the name of Jesus, and you you heal people. Praise you, Lord. We just give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord, for all the miracles you do through this ministry and all the things I've seen you do over the years. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Just give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Wow. What Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all your goodness you. and the wonderful things that you do. Amen. You see, God is already wonderful. So wonderful things Sorry about that. Wonderful things emanate from him. Amen. Wonderful things come out of God because he's wonderful. And love is in us. So love ought to come out of us. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, let's see if I can get this part right. We've been working at this all day today. Here it is. I found it. Amen. 
Because of the lateness of the hour, we're going to get right to this, and I'm going to try to go as quickly as I can. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the hugely popular short video app TikTok is but another invasive tool for Beijing's espionage campaign on America. U.S. lawmakers said after news of leaked internal recordings allegedly showing the app's private U.S. user data being repeatedly accessed in China. Between at least September 2021 and January, engineers in China had access to the app's U.S. data, according to leaked recordings of 80 internal meetings. In addition, TikTok employees at times had to turn to their colleagues in China to determine how U.S. data was flowing, which the U.S. staff weren't authorized to independently access. The report said TikTok, owned by Beijing-based tech giant ByteDance. TikTok is owned by Beijing-based tech giant ByteDance. Beijing is in China, in case you didn't know, and has drawn concern in the United States and elsewhere over whether its data can be accessed by the Chinese Communist Party. Given that its laws compel companies to cooperate with security agencies when asked, everything is seen in China. A member of TikTok's Trust and Safety Department said in a September 2021 meeting, according to the report, the same month a director addressed a Beijing-based engineer as a master admin, master administrator on that site, with access to everything. No surprise there. It's just another invasive tool for communist China to infiltrate Americans' personal personal and proprietary information, uh, said uh, Representative Buck from Colorado. This app presents a very real threat to our national security, and the United States should take strong action to stop the CCP's espionage campaign. The popular China-owned platform has for years sought to minimize its links with Beijing, concerns that triggered efforts from the Trump administration to ban TikTok from operating in the United States. In a number of public public statements, the company has maintained that it stores U.S. data locally and wouldn't share them with Chinese authorities if asked. The Chinese national intelligence law requires all organizations and citizens to support, assist, and cooperate with national intelligence efforts in accordance with the law and protect national intelligence work secrets they are aware of. Because of that, Chinese firms have no option but to hand over whatever data the authorities demand and to deny doing so publicly, Bert said. In August 2021, a state-backed firm linked to the country's top Internet watchdog 
also took a 1% stake in one of ByteDance's subsidiaries, heightening worries of potential influence Beijing could exercise over the platform. Any U.S. user data that can be accessed by a private company in China can undoubtedly also be accessed by the Chinese Communist Party. In a congressional hearing in October 2021, Michael Beckerman, vice president and head of public policy in the Americas for TikTok, denied that ByteDance employees have access to TikTok user data. He told lawmakers that a world-renowned U.S.-based security team handles access to U.S. user data, and it stores backups in Singapore. Well, Singapore isn't in the U.S., you know. The leaked recording suggests that Beckerman possibly lied to Congress, which is a felony. Even the possibility that the private data of millions of Americans, many of them only teenagers, was accessed by the Chinese government could have been used for any number of the CCP's nefarious activities should set off alarm bells in our government and private sector. For anyone who uses this app, he said, the U.S. government needs to urgently determine what data was collected, what the Chinese government had access to, and how the data has been used. Shortly before June 17th, TikTok announced that it was migrating all U.S. user traffic to Oracle servers in the United States. It added that it would continue to use its U.S. and Singapore data centers for backup storage, but it expects to delete U.S. users' data from those sites over time. Well, there's some people that think that every piece of technology coming from China is weaponized, and it would be very easy to do. Former Chinese Internet censor Limping previously told that TikTok had sought to hire people like him to monitor U.S. users. In 2018, the gentleman interviewed with ByteDance for a TikTok content manager position, which would expect him to inspect globalized videos on the platform. They are directly censoring American speech, he said in an interview in 2020. President Donald Trump issued an executive order in August 2020 to ban TikTok and Chinese super app WeChat, saying the apps capture a vast swath of Americans' data, threatens to allow the Chinese Communist Party access to Americans' personal and proprietary information, potentially allowing China to track the locations of federal employees and contractors build dossiers of personal information for blackmail, and conduct corporate espionage. Since then, Trump's order has been stalled by several lawsuits and court orders. In July 2021, President Joe Biden revoked the executive order, instead directing the Commerce Department to evaluate the platform to determine whether it poses a national security risk. Hmm. Uh, Casey Fleming, a cybersecurity cyber analyst 
and CEO of strategic advisory firm Black Ops Partners, said that Beijing's global ambitions should ring alarm bells in regard to technology from China. One thing he always tells people who consult him on such matters, Fleming said, it is that you've got to understand that every piece of technology coming from China is weaponized, he told the China Insider. It's to weaken the United States and strengthen China. Personal data is very, very valuable because it paints a picture of who one's connected to, their business transactions, smartphone activities, and what they will do in the future, he said. The way TikTok is programmed to trap the audience on the app is also a form of psychological control is a form of psychological control, he said. The thing that most people don't really understand is the Chinese Communist Party's values and the goals are compl- and goals are completely opposite of the U.S. and the free world, he said. They want to completely control it. So there are no independent companies in China. The CCP completely commands and controls in there. Anybody engaging in business or other pursuits in China is subject to the CCP law in China. For years, TikTok has responded to data privacy concerns by promising that information gathered about users in the United States is stored in the United States rather than China, where ByteDance, the video platform's parent company, is located. According to leaked audio from more than 80 internal TikTok meetings, China-based employees of ByteDance have repeatedly accessed non-public data about U.S. TikTok users, exactly the type of behavior that inspired former President Donald Trump to threaten to ban the app in the United States. We thank the Lord for his adjudications. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine leads to lower levels of semen. According to a new study, researchers analyzed 220 samples of semen from three sperm banks in Israel, drawn from men who received two doses of the vaccine. The semen collection was scheduled seven days after receipt of the second dose. The researchers, led by Dr. Gatt with the Sperm Bank and Andrology Unit at the Shamir Medical Center and Tel Aviv's University Sackler Medical School, found that there was a decrease in sperm concentration between 75 and 120 days post-vaccination. The decrease led to a reduction in the motile count or the number of sperm. Follow-up testing completed over 150 days after vaccination revealed overall recovery with semen volume and sperm motility bouncing back, the researchers said. However, the levels outlined in the study were still lower than before vaccination. The peer-reviewed study was published online ahead of being printed by Andrology. Gatt said that a major strength of the study was the relatively long-term follow-up. Overall, 
we demonstrate long-term safety of the vaccine regarding semen analysis among sperm donors. The temporary decline we found is similar to already known side effects of short febrile illnesses like the flu, followed by later recovery, he said. It seems that the immune response after vaccination is similar as in cases of common infections which result in long and short-term impairment of sperm production. Previous research indicated that getting sick with COVID-19 causes a change in the composition of semen and that some illnesses can lead to sperm production being impaired. Men should only be concerned by the new research as much as they worry about similar issues arising after other infections, he said. Obviously, most men are not aware of the short decline in their sperm counts after viral infection, he said. Other studies conducted during the pandemic have found that sperm concentration and semen motility were not affected by COVID-19 vaccines. Although Pfizer's clinical trial included detection of anti-sperm antibodies, According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh-huh. Now listen to how different this one is. There is no evidence that vac- vaccines affect fertility in women or men. <clears throat> yeah. Despite the shots altering menstrual cycles in women. Mm-hmm. However, researchers acknowledge that the long-term impact of the shots remain unknown. Mm-hmm. And won't be known until longer-term studies are conducted. GATT wants to conduct further research on men who were vaccinated but described his team as lucky to have a large group of donors who were vaccinated during a short period of time. When it comes to next doses, I expect timing diversity between donors, which will make further studies much more complicated, he said. Speaker's note, my note, we are asking the Lord for more information which has not been researched that would affect reproductive and health outcomes in both males and females that have received the COVID-19 vaccine. So we're asking for adjudications from the Lord, from the righteous judge. We are requesting adjudications. From the righteous, you notice that that report had to come all the way from Israel. It was not produced in the United States. I know you noticed that. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning every day. There are examples of Americans pushing back the agenda of the radical left. And every day there are more signs that there could be a major, major political reaction against the leftist agenda in the midterm elections. But even with the best possible electoral outcome, without sweeping revival in the church, America could still collapse. I'll say that again. Even with the best possible electoral outcome, without sweeping revival in the church, America could still collapse. That's because America's greatest problems are spiritual and moral first, leading to the larger societal, political, and economic challenges we face. 
but unless the heart is cured, the body will die. One of my colleagues is an astute Christian attorney who's been on the front lines of culture wars for decades, from the local courthouse to the Supreme Court. He recently tweeted this to a small group of leaders. Unless something dramatic happens, the midterms will be a bloodbath for progressives. Virginia is the first canary in the coal mine, and the San Fran recall shows the train is picking up steam. Biden's appearance on Jay Kimmel was an embarrassment, and Kimmel had to intervene to rescue him from rambling and losing his train of thought. A poll released today had his approval at 35%, lowest I've seen yet. If either chamber flips, and it likely will be both, it limits the harm he can do the last two years. But then the major caveat and the real thrust behind his text, he wrote, I think our biggest challenge may be communicating that a political reprieve is insufficient and maybe even a distraction as a false sense of security. Only a revival will save the nation. Let me say that again. Only a revival from the throne of God originated and led by the Holy Spirit will save the nation. We're fighting human nature. People are angry and frustrated. They will express it on Election Day and then settle back to life as usual, unaware Declining trend will continue. I've never seen so much focus on Pride Month as in this year, and the culture has largely caved in to joining the celebration of sin. The election won't do much to change that if there is not spiritual renewal. And I could not agree more, both in terms of his diagnosis of the problem and his warning about the danger. Bear in mind that this attorney has been politically active for years. In fact, I remember him speaking for our school and um, congregation back in the summer of 2009 when he told us about a major case that would make its way to the Supreme Court regarding same-sex marriage. He spoke of it as if it were already going to happen, explaining that the deciding vote would be cast by Justice Anthony Kennedy. That is exactly how it played out, with Kennedy making the infamous choice to be the swing vote that redefined marriage in America. The organization that my colleagues served for many years provides legal support for Christians and others whose rights are being challenged helping them to fight back in their schools and places of business and churches. Their winning percentage is incredibly high, and to this day, I refer my friends to this organization when they come under attack for their religious beliefs and convictions. All that to say that my colleague is not encouraging political passivity, quite the contrary. But he is reminding us that even with a major shift towards the right, and even with the potential of a Republican president and Congress by 2024, we still have a massive amount of moral and cultural and spiritual rot 
at the core of America, just like that tree we took down today. Only a massive revival and awakening can turn the tide. That's why it is imperative that we continue to emphasize the importance of personal and corporate repentance, the importance of personal and corporate repentance, and the centrality of prayer, and the priority of evangelism and disciple-making and church planting, and the ongoing need to build healthy bridges of reconciliation. That's why we must keep the main things the main thing. Otherwise, if we take our foot off the gas pedal of spiritual urgency, we will quickly find ourselves sliding further backwards. Put another way, and to use a medical analogy, it is true that the patient is suffering from a host of ailments and sicknesses. But unless the doctors can stop his heart from failing, he will not be long on this earth. First, get the heart pumping blood and out of danger. Then address the other ailments and sicknesses. Or from another angle, it's great that the other conditions are getting better, but it will be lost if the heart fails. Get the point? Amen. And that's the truth. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Sunday, June 5th this year. Islamic terrorists stormed St. Francis Church in Ondo State, Nigeria, and massacred more than 50 Christians who were peacefully worshiping their God. Videos, according to one report, showed church worshipers lying in pools of blood while people around them wailed. As terrible as this massacre might seem, it was just the proverbial tip of the iceberg. Over the years, Muslims have assaulted, shot up, or torched countless churches in Nigeria. Below are just three examples. Easter Sunday, April 20th, 2014, Islamic terrorists torched a packed church. 150 Christians were killed and countless wounded. Easter Sunday, April 8th, 2012, explosives planted by Muslims detonated near two packed churches. More than 50 Christians were killed and unknown numbers wounded. Christmas Day, December 25th, 2011, Muslim terrorists shot up and bombed three churches. 37 Christians were killed, 57 wounded. The Christians of Nigeria are, in fact, being purged in a genocide, according to several NGOs. The Christian is killed, one Christian is killed every two hours in Nigeria. According to an August 2021 report, since the Islamic insurgency began in earnest in July 29, first at the hands of the Islamic terrorist organization Boko Haram and later by Muslim Fulini herdsmen, who also motivated by jihadist ideology, which impels them to seize Christian or infidel land, 
more than 60,000 Christians have either been murdered during raids, raids or abducted, never to be seen again. During that time, approximately 20,000 churches, that's a lot, 20,000 churches and Christian schools were torched and destroyed by Muslims shouting, Allah Akbar, Allah is greater. That's a lie. Allah is a demon. Less than a month ago, the Islamic State in Nigeria released a video of its members slaughtering 20 Christians. Although it is very reminiscent of the 2015 video of another pack of Muslim terrorists slaughtering 21 Coptic Christians in Libya, it receives significantly less media coverage. 2015 video of the cops itself had received six times less media coverage than the killing of a gorilla that occurred at the same time. Last month's video of the Nigerian Christians barely made a peep in the Western media, as if to suggest that the ritual slaughter of Christians has become so hack-eyed as to be unworthy of reporting on. Where's the outcry when an Australian Brenton Tarrant attacked two mosques and killed 51 Muslims in 2019 in New Zealand, the world stood in condemnation. The hand-wringing has not stopped since. The United Nations responded to that lone arborant attack by inaugurating a combat Islamophobia initiative. Where, after years and decades of being attacked, are the UN initiatives to combat anti-Semitism and to combat Christian genocide? All the UN seems interested in doing is sitting by and watching its members violate its regulations, Iran's genocidal threats, which violate the UN Charter, are grounds for expulsion. The UN ignores unspeakable crimes against humanity, such as slavery, here and here, or China's, here or there, I think they meant, or China's lies about the human-to-human transmittability of COVID-19, while instead wrongfully persecuting Israel, a democracy that actually upholds human rights for all its citizens, whether Muslim, Jewish, or Christian. So what will the U.N. and other large governmental bodies do now in response to the shooting up of yet another church and murder of more than 50 Christians? Probably nothing, apart from trying to silence whoever tries to expose the ideology that many of the murderers say drives them. We know this because the U.N. and many members of the clergy have done absolutely nothing in response to the countless other Muslim attacks on churches that have, been, that have claimed thousands of Christian lives over the years, except for trying to cover up the motivation of the murderers, as in high on cannabis or the mental illness defense. Indeed, just two weeks ago, when members of the European Parliament, one of the, of the European Parliament most of whom are affiliated with leftist parties, refuse even to have the discussion. Ignoring the murder of Christians is, of course, only one piece of the puzzle. 
covering up the religious identity of the murderers is the other. In describing uh, Sunday's massacre of more than 50 Christians, the word Muslim, Islam, or even Islamist never appeared in the AP report. That's the Associated Press. Rather, we are told that it was not immediately clear who was behind the attack on the church. To maintain this ambiguity, the AP omits pointing out that Islamic terrorists have routinely stormed churches and slaughtered many Christians over the years in Nigeria, a fact that might just offer a hint as to who was behind the attack. But dissembling over what is happening to Nigeria's Christian is an old mainstream media tactic. One only needs to consider the words of Johnny Carson, a U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for African Affairs under President Barack Obama. Speaking after Muslim terrorists in Nigeria slaughtered more than 50 church worshipers on Easter Sunday, Carson said, I want to take this opportunity to stress one key point, and that is that religion is not driving extremist violence in Nigeria. Instead, inequality and poverty, to quote former President Bill Clinton, are what's fueling all this stuff. This stuff being the massacre of Christians at the hands of Muslims. A decade and countless Christian corpses later, the U.S. has not changed its position. Worse, the Biden administration's response to the jihadist onslaught against Christians in Nigeria, where 13 Christians are slaughtered every day, has been to remove Nigeria from the State Department's list of countries of particular concern. Nations which engage in or tolerate violations of religious freedom. Where's the outrage? Where are the hashtags in support of Christian Nigerians? Why don't these black lives matter? Amen. Amen. There you have it, Saint. There you have it. God sees it all. And we're trusting the righteous judge for his righteous adjudication. Brother Marshall, we're ready for Praise prayer. Lord. Praise the Lord. You hear me now? Yes, I hear you just fine. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, most important is the Lord hear all of us. And Father, we all come together as the body of Christ with the big brother Jesus. You said, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. And you said, if two of you on earth agree touching anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father, which is in heaven. So, Father, we come joyfully and boldly before your throne of grace because of the price Jesus paid. We thank you for that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. And, Father, I know, we, at least I, for me and my forefathers and those I can stand in, for I, we, I repent for all the sins, sins of omission, generational iniquity, spirits, including ungodly fear and procrastination and selfishness and idolatry, Forgive us and deliver us all, Lord, in Jesus' name, for me and those I can stand in for, and any of the rest of the saints that are in agreement with us, Father, in Jesus' name. And you said, if two of you on earth agree, as touching anything you ask, it shall be done, my Father, which is in heaven. You said, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness because of the blood of Jesus. And we, Father, we know none of us can make ourselves righteous. 
but we receive your gift of righteousness, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, because you sent Jesus to not, not just show us a more excellent way, but to give us himself, to give us his very life. He had power to lay down his life and power to take it up again. And even as Tommy Hicks saw in that vision, that gentleman who lived in Canada, the vision that Pat Holiday and, and Brother Bill and others have talked about, Father God, where they saw the body of Christ as this huge giant. And Pat Holiday used to talk about it in the artwork that they did, even on the demonic side, and the murals in, in the Bank of America and in, in Colorado, where was it in, in, in and in different places, um, even at the, the, the so-called St. John the Divine's Church in New York, Father, the murals on the pillars and all, they saw this giant. They thought if the giant was going to stay asleep, but Father, <laughs> it's time for the giant to wake up, Father. It's time for the body of Christ globally, not just in Nigeria, not just in Canada, every nation, not just Australia, every nation, United States, every nation, to wake up and to be set free from the bondages, Father, in Jesus' name. Because Jesus came to set us free, to make the body of Christ free. And if we continue following after him, he, Jesus said to those that believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Father, even as the fellow who had been a, what was he? He had been a, um, a Roman Catholic priest. But he didn't go along with the Roman Catholic tradition, Father God. And what did he, how did he get free? He got a copy of the King James Version of the Bible. And he started, not just the Old Catholic Bible, the real version of the Bible, Father. And he started hearing that, even though they were giving him electric shock treatments, Father God. And you could set him free. And you're no respecter of persons. And you delivered him, Father God, from the attack that was coming against him. And it was not just a physical attack. Yeah, it was physical. But, Father God, there's a tremendous attack going on globally, Father God, on the body of Christ, in particular, those who think they're Christians, and those who really are Christians, and those that are you're bringing the back in, because you're married to the backslider, Jesus. We thank you for being our... Our husband, you're the husband, you're the faithful husband, you know how to protect your bride. Why did you hang on that tree, Jesus? For the joy that was set before you, that's what it says. So that's why we look to you, Jesus, and we come before your throne of grace, Father, with our big brother, Jesus. And we know that Donald Trump's great aunt, Father God, from what we've heard, they prayed this prayer. Those two 80-something-year-old ladies in the Scottish islands, Father God, they prayed the prayer. She said... In Isaiah 44, 3, I'll pour water upon him that is thirsting. Some people need some physical water, but also the spiritual water, Father God. And floods upon the dry ground. I'll pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. We ask you to pour forth of your spirit. Because you promised us, Father, in the last days. And we're in the last days. This certainly looks that way according to scripture. Even like it says in Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 9, you said these are the last days. You said, I'll pour forth of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and young men will see visions on my handmaids and on my servants. And in those days will I pour forth of my spirit, because we know we can't do it. Pat Holliday and all of us, and Sabrina and Bill, have always said, you know, we can't do that in our own strength. We're no, we're no match for Satan. He was an archangel. He, he was a powerful archangel. He's eternal, but in that doesn't have eternal life. There is to be with God. He was kicked out of heaven. Why was he kicked out of heaven? Oh, because he thought he could exalt his throne above the Most High. Hmm. How could he do that? How can people think they could be like little gods, like the people advising the people of the World Economic Forum? And the people in the CCP think that, well, we're just going to take over these these weird Christians because we, you know, we just use the, the Christians in our country to make uh, all those nice little things, the Nike sneakers and the Apple devices and all that, but we keep them chained to their desks. 
Do we want to just control them for our benefit? But soon, Father, they won't need the Christians for that. So what are they going to do with them? We have all these lovely, these lovely little robots that are coming out with to make all these things, Father. And Father, the Christians that work diligently as truck drivers, some that people have been affiliated with this ministry have been truck drivers, Father God, doing your business. We all have a calling, all members in particular, all the different members of the body of Christ, wherever we are, here, there, in different places, Father. And we thank you for the people that are interceding, allowing the Holy Ghost to groan through them, Father God, and inspire all of us to pray without ceasing. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, maybe with fasting, humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and your eyes are red with wine, but also as a flame of fire, and the fear of the Lord does tend to life. <laughs> if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. As we do, Father God, as we do repent and renounce all sins, including ungodly fear and pride and presumption and idolatry, we ask you to have mercy, Father God. Pour forth of your spirit. Wake up the body of Christ. We know you're married to the backslider, Lord Jesus. We ask you to wake up that backslider. Those that have thought, well, I'm just going to go to church and punch the time clock, but I'm going to think about my thoughts. I'm going to do what I want to do. I have my to-do list. Well, what about the Lord's to-do list? What about just listening to the Spirit? Sabrina always likes to quote the Scripture and in Romans 8 and 14. So, Father, we ask for divine intervention, adjudications, and all these different situations, Father God, concerning TikTok and the people trying to steal information from all the, uh, the ignorant or the unwise uh, teenagers that are doing whatever seemed right to them at the time, Father God, in Jesus' name. Well, they just want to communicate with others, you know, and have fun. But life is more than just having fun, isn't it, Father? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof doesn't belong to us. Our lives, we're only here for a little while, like a vapor that passes away. And then we get to go somewhere else. But the life, what is it? According to what I said, what I said, what I said, I forget how it goes. Heaven is above to the, the wise, and may depart from hell beneath. Something to that effect. The way of life is above to the wise, and may depart from hell beneath. It's in Proverbs. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for reminding me of the scripture. I don't remember the address right this second, but the Holy Ghost, remind me if we need it. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for being with us all. Thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father. And you said in your word, Jesus speaking in Matthew 10:26, Fear them not, therefore, for there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. So we thank you, Father, for uncovering what the enemy's been doing, not just in TikTok and not just in Nigeria, all over the globe, including people trying to control, trying to control the dissemination of information, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for many different platforms rising up in different areas, Father God. Many, many different platforms rising up to expose what's going on. And even some congressmen stepping up to the plate, some representatives stepping up to the plate, as, as Pastor Sabrina read about in this, uh, this article about TikTok, Father. We thank you for waking up the people that are willing to actually point to the truth. What a refreshing thought, Father God. But we still need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus no matter what's going on. Well, what can little old me do? I'm nothing. Well, what did Moses do? He was a little Moses. What could he do? Oh, he just allowed you to use him. He yielded himself to you, Lord. When he first saw you, Lord, he was terrified. He saw a bush that was burning, but it didn't get consumed. It didn't burn up. So, Father, Jesus is that light has come into the world. He's that tree. He hung on the tree. That's the light, the candlestick on that tree, Father God. Help us all look to the light, Father God, the way you want. The body of Christ, not to be distracted by the enemies, all the little things jumping up and down, especially the Internet and all the distractions. We find every one of those ungodly spirits. Satan, 
you and all your underlings named and not named or bound. Every spirit behind mass psychosis, every spirit behind mass formation, controlling people with stinking thinking, controlling people through electronic media, controlling people through movies, computer games, and all other sources. Every electronic device, Satan, you, the strong man, and all your underlings are perpetually, continually bound. Because the Lord Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. In Jesus' name. And Jesus says, we must first bind the strong man. Over in Mark 3.27, Jesus speaking, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, then he will spoil his house. And Jesus says, and he's speaking to Peter, but flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Thank you for the divine revelations you give, Father God, to the body of Christ. And you said, all of my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. You are no respect to a person. Yes, the divine revelations, Father God, for all the visions you're giving to the young ones, Lord Father, in Jesus' name. Even that scripture from Acts chapter 2, the divine revelations and visions, Father God. And I say unto thee, and thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, the B&M gates, all the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And, Lord, your word is forever settled in heaven. And you don't even want one of these little ones to perish, Father God, for all the children that have been in harm's way, Father God, not just in Nigeria, not just the young people on TikTok, all the young people, Father God. You said in Matthew eighteen fourteen, even so, it's not the will of your Father which is in heaven. Take it that he's not just Jesus' his Father, he's our Father by the Spirit of Adoption. It is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. So, Father God, and you confirmed in Matthew 18, 18, Where, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You say to all your underlings, every mind control spirit, every eye-blocking spirit, every spirit of mass formation, and controlling people as a herd, like a herd of cattle. Every spirit trying to control people like cattle are bound in Jesus' name, controlling them. Well, the cattle need to go to the watering trough. The cattle need to go get something to eat. Well, Jesus knows all about sheep. And he came as the good shepherd to take care of his sheep. And he knows how to do that. So, Satan, you're bound. And your demonic assignments are canceled, seven and nullified. Because Jesus says, He that cometh to me shall not hunger. He that believeth in me shall not thirst. You, the spirits of lying and deception, are bound. You, the spirit of Zeus, and all your related spirits seeking to kill, steal, and to destroy, individually and corporately, in different areas, in different regions, not just in Nigeria, not just in the United States, every area, every region, not just in Ukraine, not just in Russia, not just in China. Yes, there's wonderful Christians in China, wonderful Christians in Russia, wonderful Christians in Ukraine, and there are wonderful Christians in all kinds of different denominations, too. They may not be our, our perfect choice, but the Lord chooses each one of us and plants us where he wants us to grow and flourish. Help us all to bring forth an abundant crop, Father God, to be able to be at peace regardless of what's going on because we keep our eyes fixed on who? Jesus, who says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven in Jesus' name as we abide in Jesus, as we continue in him. Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound. Every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and or destroy are perpetually, continually bound. And against all those who have interceded for it, not just those in harm's way in Nigeria, those in harm's way in every area, every region, in Jesus' name, because of the blood of covenant. We command you, Satan, in Jesus' name, to leave alone. 
all those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and those coming into the body of Christ, including all the children, we command to take all of the demons of doubt and unbelief and every ungodly spirit of mind control, every spirit behind uh, psychological warfare away from each and every one. We command to take every one of your demons away from each and every one that are blind in their eyes, hearts, and minds, knowing, understanding, receiving the fullness of the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth and his kingdom. Even as Tommy Hicks saw that vision, like liquid light being poured forth, and the body of Christ receiving the liquid light, drinking into one spirit with God who is light. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. We think of the rivers of living water. Jesus speaks about it in John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. That out of our belly shall flow rivers of living waters. We allow the Holy Ghost to pray through us. And we thank you, Father God, for allowing us to hear your voice and do what you want, to pray in the Spirit, because we don't always know what to do. And we held all thoughts captive continually. We bind every spirit of vain imaginings. We commit our works unto you, Lord, and our thoughts are established. So safe and all your underlings are bound. And I break all the power of the enemy in the heavens, the bush, and the deep from any communications of power to flow to the demons on earth, to all those that are or will be in any position of authority and power, not just in Nigeria, every nation, not just the United States, every nation, every area, every place where there aren't even nations. All those supra national organizations that Satan has set up, including from the central bankers, including from the World Economic Forum, the UN, the WHO, and all these different groups that have different agendas than most Americans would prefer. We bind every one of those assignments of the enemy to steal, kill, and or destroy. Every spirit of greed, corruption, kind of covetousness, kind of a mammon, leviathan, kundalini, asmodus, asmodus, incubus, succubus, all ungodly spirits, named and not named, perpetually, continually bound, including every spirit, kind of a set of fear, fear of rejection. Well, if I go in the chat room, people might not like me. There's a lot of Christians have been damaged in churches, Father God, and not many Christians have actually heard their natural father tell them, I love you, in a meaningful way, so they can relate to their heavenly father. Father, we ask you to bridge the gap. We ask you, Father God, to wake up the body of Christ all over your world, including those people who have claimed to be Muslims, Father God, in Jesus' name. There was a, what was he, I forget what he was, a a preacher from Norway or someplace. And he went and he he was able to, uh, with your Holy Spirit's help, Father God, because apart from you, you could do nothing, help many, many Muslims to realize that they had this, this block between them and their natural dads because Father Abraham had rejected them. So we bind all those spirits of rejection, bind every spirit of rejection by a father, all spirits of rejection by those in authority, those spirits of rejection. Well, if my teacher doesn't like me, how am I going to pass my have to go along with, it, with, it, with all this strange doctrine, this strange uh, communist m- mind control? We bind up every one of those spirits of fear, ungodly fear. We have, Father God, we have, ask you to wake up even the children in the, in the public schools, in every school, Father God, the private schools, even the Christian schools, Father God, that have, a, that have a, a, an appearance of righteousness, but underneath, you know everyone's heart, Father. Help us all to purify our hearts by faith as we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. What did he do for each one of us? He had to pour out his blood, his soul for us, because it's the only thing that could redeem us. He had to pour out his blood. Since the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I, Jesus, I, God, have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. But it's the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. And you said in your patience, possess you your soul. So we don't get anxious. We don't wring our hands. We thank you for being able to change me, Lord. You're no respecter person. I haven't arrived yet. I'm a work in progress, just like the rest of us. <clears throat> so we thank you for teaching all of your children. You said all of my children shall be taught the Lord. And great shall be the peace of my children. Now the God of peace, that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, a great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. 
make you perfect or complete in every good work, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Thank you, Father, for being in the Lord Jesus, reconciling the world and yourself. Wake up the body of Christ, Father, in Jesus' name, not just the United States, all over the globe, Father God. You did a great work before. You can do it again. If Hagen Christine Smith could start a small revival, it turned out to be a global revival, Father God, in the Hebrides, you can do it again, Father, in ways that we have not seen before. And we know there's going to be a great awakening, Father God, because you're, you're well able. Your arm's not too short to save, Father, in Jesus' name. And you said in Isaiah 52, verse 1, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come unto thee uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arrive and sit down. O Jerusalem, loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. And you said in Isaiah 41, starting verse 9, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, as in the generations of old. Art thou not it that had cut Rahab, that is, Egypt? Art thou not it that had cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? Art thou not it which hath dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep? We bind all those marine spirits in Jesus' name. And hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over? <clears throat> Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing and design, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Lord, restore the joy of our salvation, including of all the backsliders, all those connected and related to each of us. And I thank you for all the prayers of the saints, one for another. And the Lord knows I need the prayers. We all need the prayers, Father. Even the Sabrina was challenged getting up rather early today. And Father God, as you're able to bring down that old rotten tree, we ask you to bring down the old rotten tree of pride and rebellion and every spirit turning against the Most High God, the spirit of S-E-L-F, the spirit of selfishness. It's my iPad, my iPod, my me, my I. It's what are you going to do with, with your life? None of us is not our life. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us all and growing us all up and helping us to prepare in natural ways and spiritual ways the way you want, Father, in Jesus' name. And when help us to shift our focus, the body of Christ shift our focus. And we thank you, Father God, my time when I went to Nigeria some years ago. The body of Christ over there, they're not um, little manby-pamby Christians. Those people are very sincere because they know their life, physical life, and their eternal destiny is on the line, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God for showing us that you're able to protect all of us. You protected me when I was there, and we thank you for teaching us all, and we're teaching us all right here and now in Jesus' name. Well, that was over there. We're not in harm's way over here. <laughs> the enemy's very, very busy. But Jesus, you said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. You're with us here right now. And you said, well, I never leave you nor forsake you. And you're very present, help in time of need. And, Father God, I want to thank you for the encouragement you gave me with a little verse of the day from a member of the body of Christ. And they, he just quoted Psalm 23. Dr. Sabrina was quoting Psalm 23 about, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, Lord, you show me today about what kind of a wonderful shepherd you are. You're not just somebody else's shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And what does the shepherd do? He makes sure the sheep have plenty to eat and drink, doesn't he? He takes them to the, to the fields, right? But it says... He also that prepares the table before before me in the presence of mine enemies. And this Christian said, perhaps the psalmist is still in the valley of the shadow. Regardless, his enemies are very close. But closer still, right in front of him, is the table being prepared. And who's preparing that banquet? Ah, the shepherd himself. As menacing as the breadth and depth of the enemies are, 
David's eyes are captured by the feast being prepared and by the one who was preparing it for him, right there. What enemies are breathing down your neck today, this person says? Fear, anxiety, ill health, uncertainty. As real as they seem to be, more real is the one preparing the table for you. And what kind of feast is he serving? My cup runneth over. Psalm 23, verse 5. What food, uh, what food uh, luxurious load the board when at the table sits the Lord, said C.J. Spurgeon. So I thank you, Father God, for the encouragement of the different members of the body of Christ. We're all members in particular. We get to encourage one another. And, Father God, because we all need to be encouraged in the Lord. And King David had to encourage himself when he went to Ziklag and things didn't look good. He had to remind himself of what the Word said. And we remind ourselves. You said, Lo, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm keeping you as the apple of my eye. I've engraved your names in the palms of my hand. I have plans for your peace and not for evil. And you cannot lie. That's Satan's thing. He's the father of lies. And we overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. Father, we ask you to deliver us all. Wake up the body of Christ globally. Yes, in the United States. Yes, all over the world. Yes, in Nigeria. We thank you for the sincere saints in, in Nigeria. They're willing to be in harm's way. And the other sincere saints in the Middle East and other areas in very harm's way. And those in Ukraine and different places, some of them didn't know they were going to be in harm's way. Father, we ask you, Father God, to deliver each and every one. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Well, we're whosoever's, and we take the cup of salvation, we call upon your name, the name written in the blood of the only creator God, and we thank you for continually delivering us. We thank you for the privilege of drinking into one spirit with you, Lord. We thank you for that liquid light for filling us with yourself. We thank you for waking up the body of Christ, and that body of Christ is huge, like this huge giant that stretches all around the globe. As Patrick Sabrina was trying to talk about Bill being a tall man, trying to reach around uh, the circumference of that huge oak tree. But, Father God, the body of Christ reaches from east to west, and we thank you for removing our sins as far as the east is from the west, according to Psalm 103, verse, uh, verse 12, as we look to Jesus and we don't look to our own ways to save us. And we think, yes, some people might have swords, they might have bows, but they're not going to save us. It's the arm of the Lord that's going to save us. But we use your word, and you, we know that you always taste in your word to perform it. Your word even runs very swiftly. We claim all the benefits of Psalm 91 over all the Christians in Nigeria and every place and all the children that have been misled on TikTok. We ask you to deliver all those coming into the body of Christ from all the prying eyes. We see blindness the eyes of the enemy, mutinous mouths the enemy, and may only hear what Jesus wants them to hear. And every witchcraft curse signed against every one of us and all those coming into the body of Christ to return to at least some vote on the heads of the spirits of sin and do those spirits they intend to do to us. Continue, but they continue repetition in Jesus' name because of the bloody covenant. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for this your word to perform it. We thank you for exposing us and trying to do, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for restoring everything he's taken from us. You said in Proverbs 6, beginning of verse 30, Man do not despise the feast who still is satisfied his soul when he Thank you. 
Mount up with wings and eagles. So why 